0: This is Nova Church, Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Uh, we're glad you're here. Welcome to Saturday Night Church. Uh, we have a guest speaker lined up for tonight, Pastor Todd and Nicole Cruz from Hillsong, New York. And I got a call this morning that Customs would not let them through. Uh, they had some passport issues in New York City. And he said, I tried everything, they won't let me on the plane. And I said, just run, run for the plane, see what happens. (laughs) Uh, But they had some passport issues, they couldn't come, so I hung up the phone, and uh, Nancy goes, what are you going to do? I said, "Uh, I guess I'm on. So tonight, for the next few minutes, this message is inspired by that conversation. It's this title, write this down somewhere, Ready or Not. (laughs) Ready or Not. It's going to be our title tonight. I'm going to speak quick, Uh, I'm going to speak fast, it's going to be like my wife tonight, short and sweet. Cause we got cupcakes in the lobby, we got uh, coffee and hot chocolate in the lobby. We got a party in the lobby. Uh, we want to celebrate tonight. But I would be amiss, I would, I I would be mistaken to not take the moment, just to thank God for what He has done, and to challenge us for what God's going to do. If you have your Bible, turn to Acts chapter three tonight. Acts chapter three. Nova kids, you're up in the balcony with me tonight. Can you get on a count of three? I want you to cheer, Nova kids. One, two, three. We got all the kids in the balcony. Just stay in the balcony. Don't come over the balcony. Just, we love you so much. We want the confetti to fall and the kids not too. And uh, we love the balcony. So glad. Amazing kids workers. Amazing kids team. And we're so glad that they're a part of this tonight with us in Acts chapter 3. As I was thinking about turning two as a church, uh, the last couple of weeks I've been thinking about it, meditating on it, and just remembering and so many memories and, and yet so many dreams to come. I remember when my kids were two, and kids were young, we played this game, hide and go seek. You know that game we all play, hide and go seek? And uh, it would always, always be the same thing every time. We'd hide and go seek. My, my kids liked to, to find me uh, because uh, I would jump out and scare them. Because, you know, that was my, Maddie might be like, don't scare me. I'm going to come, don't scare me. I'm like, I'm going to scare you twice as much, Right. And they would go count right, and they counted whatever how old they were. They'd count to ten, count to twenty. They count to ten twice, three times, depending on how old they were. And then they'd say the same thing. They'd say, "Ready or, here I." Man, I remember. I don't know some of you. Maybe you have to live in big houses, but I remember we rented a basement apartment and small houses. You got to get more creative in that game when you live in a small house. You, you think some of you got talent. You think talent is on this stage. No, talent is playing hide-and-go-seek in a two-bedroom apartment. Come on, somebody. I remember, I remember jamming myself into laundry baskets. I remember putting myself in, like, Tupperware cu- cupboards and trying to, try to hide behind doors. And, like, I was trying to find creative ways to hide. I remember my, my kids would be yelling. We'd be in a two-bedroom apartment, and my son would be two. He'd be yelling, ready or not, here I come. And I remember going, not, not. Ready or not? Not. No, my arm would be stuck behind a laundry basket somehow. I'd be trying to put myself, I'm not, not ready. Not ready. I, I can't help but think our church in the last two years. Uh, that's a lot like us. I think it's the theme of the Bible. The theme of the Bible is ready or not. God has a plan for you. God wants to use you. God wants you to step into his calling and his purpose. And if you're waiting until you're ready, you're never going to be ready. Like if, you're, if you're waiting until like you've got all the money in the world to have kids, you ain't going to have no kids. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And if you had all the money, you're going to lose it once you have those kids. When they go to the merch table and they want to buy sweaters and t-shirts. Ready or not? I think it's the theme of the Bible. Acts chapter 3. I want to read a few verses tonight, starting in verse 1. You'll see it on the screen behind me. Ready or not? Verse 1. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. Pause. I like 3 o'clock prayer services. 6 a.m., not so much. 3 p.m., that's more my style. 3 p.m. prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the Beautiful Gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently. They didn't avoid his eyes. They didn't cross over to the other side of the road. They didn't say, let's go to another gate. It's interesting that these people, these men of God, looked at him intently. I think that's interesting tonight. It says, Peter said, look at us. So they looked at him, and then they demanded he look at them. He said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the anointed one from heaven get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the, hand, by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up and stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. I think God uses us whether we're ready or not. I think much of the Bible is about God saying he wants to use us, whether ready or not. God says, ready or not, let's go. It's been the story of my life. I believe it's the story of this Bible. I believe it's the story for our church. And sometimes we feel like we're not ready. I I don't know about you, but sometimes I say, I'm not prepared enough for this. I don't know, some of you, maybe God's called you to something. I'm not prepared enough for this. Some of you, it's like, no, no, not, not ready. No, I'm not spiritual enough. I don't work hard enough. I'm not organized enough. I'm too young. And then quickly it come oh, I'm too old. Some it's, I'm not experienced enough. Others it's, I'm past my prime, I have too much life. But there's always a reason somewhere inside of us when we feel God calling us to purpose and to make a difference to say, no, not ready. No, not ready, I just need a moment. It's always interesting when we ask somebody, hey, could you speak in church? Could you maybe share something? Could you maybe encourage somebody? And, I, and so many times, it's like, I'm, I'm just not ready. I, just, I, need, I need more time. I need more prep. Nothing. It's easy to feel unprepared for this assignment. Tonight on this Saturday night, as we celebrate our second birthday, as we look back at what God's done, I can't help but think, it's always been the story of Nova that we're not ready. My mind went back, Nancy, to our launch Sunday two years ago. And two weeks before that, we were sitting in a, in a storage unit over here in Bears Lake. That's all we had was a storage unit. There was nothing in the storage unit. It was just a storage unit. I'm not making this up. Two weeks before, we had, a, we had a camping chair, a blue one, a speaker I bought from Best Buy that I could plug my phone in, and one banner. It's still in the lobby. It's black. It says, Welcome to Nova Church. That's all we had. I remember sitting there at the door, people would drive by the storage unit, look in, I'd just be sitting there in a the chair with a speaker uh, playing music, uh, so, Hillsong singing something about believing in miracles with a sign, Welcome to Nova Church. People would go, that's a church I'm never going to. <laughs> I remember just go, like, we had problems trying to get the gear, trying to find money. We had money and then the gear to come across the border, and people were driving to the States to buy pipe and drape, and speakers were coming in, and it's two weeks before, and we had a chair, we had a small speaker, and we had a sign. That's all we had. I said, babe, we ain't ready. We're not ready. I remember going into that first week, that first month going, we're not ready for what the assignment on our life, God's calling us to partner with people to build a tribe, to reach a city, but we're not ready. That's all God's saying, ready or not? I'm like, not, not, not. I'm in a storage unit, not, not ready. Can you count to 10? Can you give me another week? I remember saying, if we could just get another week. I was praying for hurricanes to leave Moncton and come to Halifax. God, just give us another week. Not ready. You know, not much has changed in two years. Looking back over two years, we just celebrated just a couple weeks ago our 300th person making a commitment for Christ in this church. It's a big deal. That people put up their hand and filled out a card and said, I'm, I'm having an encounter with God right now and I don't understand it all, but I want God in my life. We've over 300 people, we've had hundreds more actually come into this room and have an encounter with God and God has started them on a journey. Over the last two years, we've seen even financially through your giving and your partnership and what God wants to do, we've seen, we've seen miracles happen. We've seen us help locally, help get people out of sex trafficking and give money and, and try to help solve sex trafficking and fight that battle in our own city. We've helped foster parents and we've given to foster societies and helping parents. We've given money to help kids that come to school hungry have a breakfast program, have thousands of kids in multiple schools we help them get backpacks and go back to school equipped. We through our district we we've given so much money to help plant churches and grow churches and help leaders and we've seen all this happen. We're sending mission trips and miracles are happening. And still at our second birthday I still feel not ready. Do you feel that way? Some of you are thinking why don't they get the doors open earlier? Cuz we're not ready. <laughs> I don't like being so social and the coffee I want to get in there. We're not trying to keep you out. We're just not ready. Two years in, we're not ready. I feel like it's the theme of the Bible that God uses people that aren't ready. I don't know who you are tonight, and I don't know where you're from, all of you, but I want to let you know the mandate of our church is God wants you ready or not. He wants to use us to make a difference in our city. Peter shows up here on this scene, and he's the same guy. He's the same guy that was just hurting a few chapters earlier. He shows up and he says this, he says, silver and gold, I don't have. I don't have stuff. If that's not the theme of our church, so do you guys have a building? We don't have a building. Do you have a, do you have a youth program? It's, it's getting there. Do you have an office? We just got one last week. We're opening it soon. We don't even have an office phone. Someone messaged through Facebook, I need the church number. We don't have one. It's awesome. we got to order communion from Amazon Prime. We don't have a lot of things. We still don't have a lot of things. And it's amazing that it's silver and gold, have we not? But what we do have, we'll give. Listen, it wasn't about Peter's resources. It was about the man's need. See, so many times we focus on what we have, not what people need. I want to encourage you tonight, on this second birthday, to keep the main thing the main thing. It's not about what we have. It's about the need. And the need is still there. Nova wasn't and still isn't ready. It's not ready. I still feel every week like we're not ready for Sunday. We're not ready for for, for the need in our city. Peter's the same guy who found himself crippled not long before this story. He's the same guy. He was crippled with shame and fear. See, the Bible says that he denied Jesus. He, he cursed God. He cursed his friends. He, he walked out when they needed him most. He turned his back on his tribe. He turned his back on Jesus and denied Jesus three times when Jesus needed him most. And he went AWOL and walked away. He was crippled with fear and shame. It's the same guy, same guy just a few chapters earlier. But heaven had a plan for Peter, whether he was ready or not. Mark chapter 16, I don't know if you've seen this before. Mark chapter 16 and verse 5. Peter had just denied Christ three times. The disciples are running scared. Jesus was brutally murdered on a cross, and now he's been in the tomb, but he is working on a plan. The greatest rescue mission, the greatest ransom to come back and save mankind. He said he was going to do it, and now he's in the middle of doing it, and people just bailed and doubted and took off. And Peter had denied God, denied his friends, cursed God, and ran. But the women stayed faithful. Not much has changed in 2,000 years. Thank God for the women in the church. Strong, faithful, can follow directions. Men, we're working on it. It says here in Mark chapter 16, verse 5, these women showed up to the tomb because they wanted to make sure everything was still good. They said, Jesus said he's coming back. We want to make sure no one's messing with this store. I got a promise in this man. He promised he was coming back. I'm a part of a bigger plan than this. I'm pushing past my emotions, and I'm going back to make, I'm checking on my investment. And they go back in verse 5, and it says, When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go tell the disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You'll see him there, just as he told you before he died. Please don't miss this. It says this, it says, verse 7, now go tell the disciples and and Peter. Just that little verse, including Peter. Another version says, go tell the disciples and Peter. I don't know if you can pick up on that. Listen, God loves everyone the same. But he leans into those that are hurting just a little bit more. Yeah. Peter was crippled in his own shame and fear and doubt. Peter was crippled with his issues. And God knew that. And heaven said, listen, he's coming back. He's on the plane. Go tell the disciples. But please, in all you're saying, in all you're going, in all you're telling, don't forget Peter. Peter. Isn't it amazing? The angel didn't mention the faithful ones. Didn't mention the ones that stayed true to the course. He said, listen, tell everyone, but make sure you tell Peter. What heaven was saying is, Peter, ready or not, you're being used in this next season. There's a plan to launch a church. There's a plan to reach a generation. There's a plan to launch this thing. And Peter, ready or not, you're in. Listen, go find the disciples, but tell Peter but tell Peter, the same Peter that denied Christ. I want to let you know God leans into the hurting just a little more. God loves us all, but listen, tonight, the hurting in our city, the hurting in this room, God loves us all, but he's leaning in to you tonight. Going, I love the world, so love the world, but you need to know I love you. I got a plan for the church, but... I need you. Some of you feel like you're AWOL in your faith. Some of you feel like you're AWOL in your marriage. Some of you feel like you've walked away, and you might be crippled tonight physically, but you got shame and pain and fear in your life, and God wants you to know tonight, but, 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 I need to mention your name tonight. This is the same guy that walks up to this city, now feeling the Holy Ghost on mission, ready or not. He said, God, use me. A miracle happened. The power of God entered his life. He's like, I'm not ready, but I'm going anyway. Ready or not, I'm a part of this thing. But Peter, make sure you, please, and Peter. This is the same Peter that walks up to this man. He walks up and this lame man's now now sitting in front of the gate. And Peter, the man that was once broken, the man that was once crippled with shame and fear, walks up to this man. And it's amazing to me, he didn't have what the man wanted but he had what the man needed. There's a difference in that statement. I've realized sometimes what people want is not what they need. And the man wanted something that would help him get through the day, but what he needed was a Savior to help him get through his life. What the man wanted was some gold that he could spend on some food, but what he needed was something that was going to feed his soul. What he wanted was someone to have pity, but what he needed was a miracle from heaven. And Peter's sitting there, and he walks up. He says, ready or not, I don't have, I, I don't have what you want, but I'm going to give you what you need today. The song we sung tonight, Whole heart has become a theme song for my life. It's been a theme song for our church. That song we sang, it says, look where my chains are now. Look where my chains are now. Jocelyn, you have those chains there. I, I was thinking about this all day today. I love that song. If this doesn't work out, I'm going to join a rap band. From the 80s. We sing this song about, look where my chains are now. It's more than just lyrics on a screen. Look where my chains are now. See, it's interesting. Peter walked up, and just a few chapters earlier, he was the guy that was wrapped in chains. Chains of fear and depression and anxiety and shame that ruined his life, and he was bound in these chains. When I think about this church, I think about chains. When we sing that song, see, some of you have walked in here in the last two years. You walked in covered in your chains, walking in in addictions and depression and anxiety, walking in in choices and stuff that had happened and abuse and things that have been done to you and chains wrapped around you. And we sing this song whole heart. I said, "Look where my chains are now." What's amazing to me is Peter. He's, he he stops at this man, a man broken and beaten, a man that was crippled from birth, a man that had so much want in his life. And he says, it's not about what I have. It's not about what you need. It's about what I have. The same guy who was bound in fear and shame, walking out on God and his friends now, those chains that bound him were the very chains that anchored him. See, here's what we do. We don't get rid of our chains when God comes into our life. They just change their purpose. See, we, I used to have chains in my life. Pride, religion. We have addictions and stuff, and these chains have bound us and kept us from reaching out. We've walked in bound up, smiling on the outside, but tied up on the inside. But when Jesus comes into your life and frees you, where are my chains now? These chains now anchor me to the cross. See, what used to be a part of my shame is now used for God's fame, Go, no, no, you don't understand. These used to bind me, but now they help me remember what he did for me. They used to be heavy around my neck. Some of you walked in, you couldn't keep your head up, your life was heavy. But when God gets a hold of your life, something happens, and now, in the middle of the storm, you go, no, no, if he did it for me then, he could do it for me now. I feel like life is pulling me away, but this anchor holds, why? Because what used to hold me down is now what holds me to him. I am so thankful for the goodness of God. And Peter looks down at this man. Melissa, grab this. See, here's what we do with our chains. We want to hide them. So tell me your story. Where were you when Jesus met you? Oh, man, just life was good. good. Good kid, good person. Addictions, pressure, and oppression in our lives. And so many times we want to hide our chains. What chains? Look at my chains now. What chains? We're talking, what chains? I got no chains. I got no issues. I'm a blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I'm, I'm, a, I'm just, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. What's amazing is Peter didn't hide his chains, he used his chains to connect. What's amazing is Peter didn't see a man that was untouchable, a man that was far from him. He saw himself because he knew the story. He's like, they said, tell the disciples, but make sure you tell Peter. Peter was bound up in shame and depression and anxiety, bound up by fear, and Jesus set him free. So walking around, he had these chains, spiritually had these chains going, no, no, well, I Well, someone to hide. I want to show my chains, because they don't buy me anymore. But they help connect me. And he reached out. It says he reached out. The miracle didn't happen in the preaching. It happened in the reaching. He didn't say stand up and walk. It says when he reached out, a connection happened. My friend, something needs to happen in our city. People are hurting tonight. They think they want something, but what they need is a miracle from God. They need to know you can live pure. But instead of hiding our chains, listen, we need to use our chains to connect and help pull people to the place of God, thanks, Melissa. Our chains, look where they are now. See, some of us, you walked in here addicts. You walked into a moment with God surrounded by these chains of addiction. Maybe it was a private addiction that no one knew. You tried to hide it, but eventually it starts to seep into your daily life and you think you're hiding it. but... You're not. But God stepped into your life, and those same addictions that used to bound you are the very things that God wants to use you to reach someone else. People don't want to come to a church, whether it be in a theater or a storage unit. Because of lights, they want to come because they feel like someone's reaching out. My chains connect me to people in a way my stuff never could. How we're connecting to this city isn't our stuff it's the miracle what God did in our life. Where are my chains now? I throw them over my shoulders. They don't bind me, but I carry them. And I use them to connect. You down and out tonight? Ready or not? Grab a hold. I can pull you up, because he pulled me up. And I don't put them away. I use them to pull you up. Well, you don't know, I walked in here depressed. See, I know some of your stories. Some of you walked in here. On a Sunday morning, ready to take your own life, covered in depression in the chains. They used to bind you now. Where are they now, sir? They're at your feet. But now we use them to connect. Go, listen, if he did it for me, I know you're in a dark place right now. I know you feel like there's no way out, sir. I know you feel like you're drowning, you're going down for the third time. Let's just hang on. I was there. I was that guy, I was that girl, I was that person. Just hang on, listen. Where are my chains? I'm not hiding them, I'm using them. Connect, grab a hold. Because if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Tell the city, but tell them that God is good. Where am my chains now? All oh, church, the chains that once crippled us are new, now used to connect us to others. We're a bunch of nobodies in this church. If you're looking for celebrities, this is the church. We're a bunch of nobodies telling everybody about somebody that set us free. That has been the mandate for two years. It'll be the mandate moving forward. We're a bunch of nobodies. Are you a nobody? Ready or not, God wants to use you. We're a bunch of nobodies. But we want to tell everybody about somebody that saved our lives. Where are my chains now? Oh, they're at my feet. And to connect with people. What was once a lifetime sentence for you is now a lifeline for others. These used to be a life sentence for me, but now they're a lifeline. That's why we got to tell our story tonight. That's why you got to tell your stories. Some of us should clean up good, but don't forget what used to bind us, what used to hold us down, what used to choke us. Where am I changed tonight? They're being used by God to reach my neighbor, my kids, my city. Where am I changed now? What was a life sentence is now a lifeline to many. Tonight, God has more for our church. He has more for this city. We're not hiding our chains. We're using them tonight, ready or not. Heaven has a plan for us. The chains that held you down, addictions, depression, loneliness, pride, religion, the chains that bound you up for so long, God freed us tonight. And the chains that used to hold us, Now connect us. Church, our mandate is clear. To reach a city. To reach a neighbor. To put a face on our fight. Reach Halifax. But don't forget to reach your husband, your wife, your neighbor, your kids, your street, your boss, your employees, your sister, your mother, your father. Why? Because God leans into the hurting just a little bit more. Church, ready or not, God wants to use this church. Ready or not, we've seen Salvations by the hundreds we've seen miracles happen but God has more ready or not all over this place come on stand to your feet tonight are you ready to be used by God ready or not God's calling out sir seniors this is your year ready or not teenagers ready or not missions team ready or not mom dad ready or not God's calling saying listen it's your time it's your time it's your time come on church let's sing this now